what I wanted to, to share, I, I was looking around the, the church earlier and I saw some quite concerned faces, given it's the 12th of February today. And for the mathematicians in the room, you know that that means 11.78% of the year has already passed. And that can be quite distressing. But for those of you that are kind of glass half full people, you'll know that there's 88.22% left. Hey, thank you. I had to Google that. And as we start a year, we often talk about um, having a vision or people will say to you, I know our kids get it all the time. We had people around recently and they say, what are you doing you know, with your life? Where are you going? And for some of us, that's like, what, what's your vision? You know, what's the vision for your life? What's the vision for this year? And if you have 11.78% through, are you on track for your vision? Oh my gosh, I don't even have a vision. Oh, I better Google a vision. And some companies have a vision, and maybe you have a vision as well, and, and that's great. It's something to kind of put ahead of you and look to achieve. It can be a long-term thing. And often businesses have those, and that's really good. And you can get behind that. The danger is sometimes that can be a little bit self-serving. It can be, say, for profit, not that necessarily that that's a bad thing, but it may be not as fulfilling. And even if you have a vision, maybe it's to achieve things but they can be a little bit inwardly focused and perhaps even if you achieve them, they don't give you the sense of achievement that you could get through being a part of a greater vision. And as we take communion, I'm going to invite you just to think about what that means to you and what that gives you an opportunity to be a part of. And God's vision was that in John 3.16 that he so loved the world that he sent his only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And so for us, as we take that communion, it's, it's an event, but it's, it's not an end. It's, think of it not as like a graduation, but maybe an initiation, an opportunity to, to be part of the, the body of Christ and to be a part of God's vision. And to be a part of something even greater than yourself says so you take those emblems soon. I just really encourage you to ask God for a, a fresh sense of what could you do to be a part of his vision. And we're asked to, to love one another so that they'll see Christ in us, to disciple people, to help them to come to know Christ and, and move in their journey. And that could be you daily at school. It could be in your workplace, it could be at the supermarket, or it could be actually getting behind C3 and the vision of, of the C3 church, which is for us to, to grow and to be in multiple sites and to, to um, create believers, to develop leaders, to disciple people. And so you can either do that on your own or you could think about maybe I'm feeling a little bit nervous, so what could you do as part of the church to help achieve that vision? And I didn't know this this morning. Jean was just telling me we weren't here this morning, but there was an opportunity to sign up and be a part of things. So I just really encourage you as you take communion, take it for yourself, absolutely. But then also ask God just to speak to you and think about what is it that you could do to be a part of God's vision? Because I don't know about you, but whenever I'm more connected to God and to what His vision is for His people, I find that the most fulfilling thing. So in your own time, why don't you just cruise off to the side, grab a, grab a um, communion, 
implement as you take that in your own time just ask God just to reveal to you afresh what could that mean for you what could you do to be part of his vision we worship you thank you that you are in this place we honour you Jesus in Jesus name hey you can take your seats for a little while um, I'm just going to have a quick little chat to you. If I, if I drop the microphone, it's Lee's fault. Because I think, sorry for all those who Lee anointed, because you must have had a lot of oil on you. <laughs> I'll just hold it with two hands. Hey, anyway, um, what I want to share with you today quickly is, I'm, I'm finding a lot, little bit of this lately when I feel, yep, that's what God wants me to say. And then I sort of go, nah, surely not. Surely not. I have a bit of an argument with myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. How many of you have been saved for more than five years? Quickly, can I see your hands? So that's like, way yep so i'm good i'm on the right track i'm gonna go with it anyway so you know we all know the lord's prayer and we we all pray it often and all got our favorite parts of it whose favorite part is forgive us our sins not not many (laughs) because we you know when you've been a christian for a long time you learn how to act that everyone around you knows you're doing a good job and you you're right on the way and and um the bible says that if we confess our sins god is faithful and just to forgive us and you know um Maybe you don't do it, but I know sometimes I've done it. Sort of poo-poo the Catholic faith where they go and confess to the priest, you know. But there is some good in that. The Bible says you need to confess your sins. And if I had to ask you tonight, and I won't do it, um, to put your hands up and say, when last have you actually confessed something before God? I know in my life, it, sometimes it goes quite a while. And you ask my wife, I should be doing it every day, several times a day. But we, we sort of get along and we... We think we're good and we live on the messages we wanted, the messages of grace and God's love and, and all those things. But we don't actually get before God and say, man, God, Holy Spirit. Because it's a Holy Spirit night. Holy Spirit, what are the things you want to point out in my life? And let me tell you what happens. The Holy Spirit has pointed most things out that you need to confess. He's pointed out lots of times. And when you don't listen, who knows when you do something over and over and over, you get a callous. Because you can't feel it anymore. So if you do garden work lots or whatever it is you do at work you get a callus and then you don't feel the pain anymore and sometimes in our lives there are little sins and things that we do that have formed a callus and so when the Holy Spirit does prod you you don't even feel it and you just carry on because I'm good I do I read my Bible I tithe I do all the good things but every one of us the Bible says let him who thinks he has no sin he's a fool because every one of us have sinned and just reading in Romans in the last week in Romans 3 all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God now I want to keep this intention and balance. We've just enjoyed communion and we've remembered what Christ done for us. There is no sin that can keep you away from the love and the presence of God. But what you need to do is just stop and say, Holy Spirit, show me the things in my life. Is it a relationship? Is it the way I, I even think about people, the way I respond? Is it something in my thought life? Is it something that I'm doing? something that I'm habitually doing over and over. Forgive us our sins. And so I want to ask you all to stand and and we're going to worship. And, you know, last week um, we had a great message about the prodigal. And you know what was amazing with the prodigal? He didn't stay in the pig pen and try and say sorry to his father. He got up and went. And so I want to encourage you tonight. And, and, um, you know, there's something about an altar. We call this the altar because it's where you go to present yourself before God and so I want to encourage you tonight um, we're not going to have anyone come and say what is it you're praying about or what is it you've come forward for you've got to confess to me that's not what we want to do 
And so I'm even going to ask, maybe no one will come pray for you. If you want someone, you can go grab someone. But I want to just ask you to just stop and, and think to yourself, when last have I said, Holy Spirit, would you show me anything in my life that is not right? When last, when last have you said that honestly? And so maybe you need to come forward and just get on your knees and no one's going to come pray for you. But this is, if we call this a Holy Spirit night, then we need to be talking to the Holy Spirit. And so let's just make the effort to do that during this next song. God, what is it? Holy Spirit, show me. I want to change. I want to repent. I want to turn from that. But tonight I want to confess my sin to you because you're faithful and just to forgive me. What does God require of us? It says in the Bible, to fear the Lord with reverence, to walk in His ways, to love Him and serve Him with all our mind, with all our heart, and with our entire being. There's a lot of different aspects to our relationship with God. We are sons and daughters. We are his kids. We're part of his family. Jesus is our older brother, so we are brothers and sisters together. We are part of the body of Christ, so Jesus is our head, and we're part of his body. And we're all part of the bride. Jesus is our bridegroom. So there's lots of different facets of a relationship with God but we are also soldiers in his army and he's given us armor and weapons because we have an enemy the enemy tries to keep us passive and comfortable but apathetic sometimes but happy in our comfort But we've been given weapons so that we can learn how to defeat the spirit behind fear, behind anger, unworthiness, sickness, depression, OCD, in ourselves. And when we have learned those skills, we can then help other people. Fighting in God's army is different to any other army. Other soldiers fight for victory and they take casualties. In God's army, the battle's been won. When Jesus shed his blood, hung on the cross, died, and then rose again, he won that battle once and for all against the enemy. He went, he said, it is finished. So we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. And we fight to enforce the victory that he's won. So when we use his weapons, we are guaranteed victory. That's what makes it fun and exciting. <laughs> um, you have to learn it. It's a bit like learning a musical instrument or driving a car. It's a skill. And you have to learn it. And then once you've learned it, the more you practice it, the better you get. You get better at the musical instrument. You, get, you can race the car. <laughs> and once we learn to use our spiritual weapons, we learn to feel what it's like to use our authority, the authority we've been given over the enemy. And that's where it becomes fun. You get to feel what it's like to push that enemy back and to make him 
run, to push him away from your area of influence in your world, out of your family, out of your finances. It's so freeing when you see and feel your chains fall off. It's awesome. And we want an army in C3 that is equipped and fighting fit. We don't want people who don't even know what their weapons are or only pick up one or two of them. We want you clothed in armour and skilled with your weapons. And we can help you with that because you have to learn it. If you sense the Holy Spirit tonight saying, I want you to pick up the pace, I want you to step forward, I want you to get skilled in my service and my army, come up now. All you need tonight is the desire to obey. You don't need to be able to be a fully equipped soldier instantly. All you need to do tonight is say yes. And by stepping forward and coming forward, you're saying to God, yep, I want to, I want to make a difference in this world. You've won the victory for me, and I want to learn to use my authority and see that difference in, in my world. God will lead, he will teach, he will provide and make a way. He's looking for hearts tonight that will just say yes. Just in this moment, I just want you to think right now, what am I thinking? What are my thought patterns? Did you know that 70,000 thoughts go through your mind every day? 85% of those thoughts, if they are not under kingdom alignment, are negative. When we don't think about our thoughts, 85% are negative. And 95% of our thoughts, of that 70,000 on average thought, 95% are repeated thoughts. We need to start thinking about our thinking. Out of the overflow of our hearts, our mouth speaks. If thoughts are going into our mind that are negative and we don't take those thoughts captive, that's what we're gonna speak out. We need to start warfaring with our minds because there is a battle that is happening in our minds. Our thoughts are so powerful. They can stop us from doing things that God has asked us to do. And what is really interesting is that sometimes we don't even know if our thoughts are lies because the devil is seriously sneaky and he covers those lies with some truth. And then we think they're truth, but they're actually not. If we spend most of our time thinking negative thoughts, that's only gonna lead downwards. It's gonna pull us away from God. But we need to understand that God has equipped us. God has equipped us with the weapons, as Ellie was talking about. But it is not just fighting externally, it's also fighting inwardly. The devil puts the thoughts in our minds. He can't read our minds, but he puts them there. Those negative thoughts. 
And it's our choice whether we take hold of those thoughts and believe them as truth. So right now, I just want you to think, how much of my thoughts today have been negative? Self-doubt, thinking negatively about someone else, doubting, We're not, we're not weak, we are strong and the devil doesn't like that. But he'll continue to attack you because he doesn't like you and he doesn't want you to believe in his truth. He doesn't want you to live in the victory that Jesus has won. So today we're gonna fight because we all have lies that are in our mind. We all have lies that come in, but we have to stop and think and capture every lie and every thought. We have to realize that we need to be listening to the voice of truth because it is a powerful thing and it can equip you to do incredible things. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's not just a once-off, it's an everyday thing. We can't live yet passive, as Ellie said, we can't be passive. We actually have to wage war and realize that there is a battle happening all the time. Whether you like it or not, if you wanna sit back and just let it happen, that's your choice. But you have to choose to wage war against it. You have to choose. We've got to be intentional about our thoughts. All those thoughts become what I like to call a thought apocalypse, when everything is just doom and gloom, and and we get into our mind into um, a depressive state. And God doesn't want us to live like that. He's not called us to live like that. I had this friend who was thinking this repetitive thought and she continued to say the same thing every time I met up with her. And I just, I I could hear the pattern and see the same thing. And so I talked with her and I said, hey, I've just noticed this thought that's been coming up or this thing that you've been repeatedly saying. And she just broke down and she had been thinking that same thought ever since she was a child. But she had no idea because those thoughts become so familiar to us. We don't even realize. And that's why the the church is great because we can help each other and we can, I, I wish that someone would tell me the things that I need to work on because it'd be great because we need to always be growing and, and we're thinking about what we're doing and growing closer to Him. But those things can hold us back. So right now, with every eye closed, I want you to ask God this question. So just outwardly ask Him, Father, am I believing a lie? Ask Him that question.
Father, what lie am I believing? All right, I'm going to teach you how we can warfare against these things. All right, we're going to identify that lie. You've had God talk to you about that lie. And behind that lie is a spirit. And we're going to talk to that spirit and we're going to tell it to go because it has no authority in our mind. It is a liar. It is not allowed to be there unless we give it that authority. So with your eyes closed, if you're comfortable, if you want a warfare, we're going to do this and you can take this and you can go and do this every single day. So if you, with your eyes closed, I want you to see that lie. I want you to see that lie and I want you to say this to that spirit. I see you lying spirit. Say that out loud. We're gonna say this out loud because they can't hear your thoughts. You need to get uncomfortable. You're gonna say this out loud. I see you lying spirit of whatever it is. It might be insecurity, it might be control. It might be unworthiness. You say that. I see you lying spirit and give it that name. Then you got to say this. I will not partner with you. I break agreement in the name of Jesus. And I command you to go. You are defeated. You have no legal right. Go in the name of Jesus. Now that there is something that you can do every single day. Number one, it has got a name and you declare that and you say, I see you. You've, you look it in the eye and you say, I see you. You declare, I will no longer partner with you. And in the name of Jesus, it must go because it says in the Word, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Not he may flee, he will flee. And if it doesn't go right then, you start declaring verses. It is written, it is written, it is written. And you continue to declare that until that thought goes. And when it comes back, and it will come back, you identify it and you do the same thing again and again and again. And do you know what? The devil will be like, oh, flat, I can't, I can't do this because this girl or this man is too powerful. They know what I'm doing and it will go. He'll get bored. He'll have to leave because he'll have no authority. And then you praise and you worship. And every time that you get attacked and you go and praise and worship, he's going to be like, oh, no. I can't do that because every time I attack them, every time I attack you, that's going to lead them to worship. That's going to lead them to praise. That's going to lead them to warfare. That's too dangerous. And that is what you need to do. If you have more lies, just spend this time as we sing to go through this again and again. Identify all those lies and get rid of them. They have no authority unless you choose to allow them to come in.
Okay, so we're going to do this kind of quickly. Um, um, so how old is a man? Every 14 up, hey? 14 up. So if you're 14 years or up to, so let's say, um, like not an old man. So what would that be? 35? So 14 to 34, come up the front here. Come up, come on, come on, quickly. Men, men, quickly, quickly. I don't know. I just, I, that was a guess. That was a guess. Yeah, grab a seat. We're going to stand up in a second, but you can grab a seat right now. Okay, come on, come, shuffle in, shuffle in. Come across, come across, come across. So look, look come, come across, don't be shy. You, you guys come that way. You guys shake hands if you haven't met before. Oh, man. Okay. So, I, I, um, Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. Some people have heard this before. It says, And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, so no one's excluded from I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood uh, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. My call tonight to you young men, the call tonight to you young men, kind of like what Ellie was saying there's a level to go to in God that the world is needing you to get to there's a place in God that if you get there things will start to change but not just for you for people around you this world is crying out for Christian men who will give up the things of this world for the glory and the love of Christ, who will forsake stuff, that stuff, because he is better. I don't want to be heavy about this because it's not really that hard. It's not a hard thing. It's just sometimes we forget with all the color and the wonder of life around us there's more color in God but sometimes we forget that we're strong on the outside and we can fight for things but there's more strength in God the world needs an example of young men who do things the right way and so what we're going to do for you guys tonight is we're going to pray for you I love this. It says, because we're living in this right now, right? I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and daughters. So just in case you're wondering, I'm not being rude, excluding people from this. I just want to kind of focus on these guys tonight. It does say daughters in there. So you're not excluded if you're um, for the ladies. It says, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. He's going to pour out his spirit. And that's what we're doing tonight, right? We're, pouring, we're asking God to pour out His Spirit. That's why you were anointed. You're anointed for a purpose. You guys have got... Uh, you guys... Uh, so what I was really thinking would be really cool is that we pray for you. And oh, yeah, 
you are going to go down the front and you are going to go down the front and you are going to go down the front is going to go down the front is whatever it is and um, older men are going to pray come alongside these guys and pray for them and we're going to pray for an empowering of your spirit we're going to pray for a boldness in your spirit we're going to pray that the things of God would look better than the things of this world and we're going to pray that you will be young men who will stand in the gap young men who will be prepared to see visions young men who would feel empowered to take the things of God out into this world and to see the world transformed to see change in your culture, to see change in your peer groups, to see change at your schools, to see change at your university, to see change in your workplaces. It starts here tonight. It's good that you came over here. Took your time. Men and women, women, I think we can all really pray for this, right? So I think we all get back to our feet and we can begin to pray for these young guys. I don't think there's anything better than to know that someone's behind you, someone believes in you, right? If you speak in tongues, you feel free to speak in tongues. Pray the anointing be upon them. I think there's a lot of things to think about there. I, uh, Shannon's thing on the mind, that just, I don't think we realize some of us how much our, our thinking is just, 70,000 thoughts a, a minute, man. A, a day, a day. 70,000. I was going to say, no wonder some people have lots of words. Eh? But I, I think that was a, re, a revelation for you. Some of you, your thoughts, that's what's, that's what's affecting your life. And you've got to go, I'm going to take captive my thoughts. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.